Have you ever been called a band geek, a theater nerd, cyber dork, studio rat, gamer punk, orchestra dork, book monkey, drama jock, poindexter, artsy fartsy, or just plain weird? Well then, welcome to Art Nerds. This is the podcast where we sit down with our nerdy friends, embrace our inner geek, and celebrate our art. And welcome back, my friends. This is Art Nerds. This is the place where we talk to our nerdy friends about their artwork. And today, uh, via the internet, I have a new friend with me. Uh, This is Myrna A. Hi, how are you? Hi, Michael. I am doing well. How are you? I'm doing quite well. It is a pleasure to meet you. Uh, Myrna and I met through uh, Riley Ann. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's been on the podcast here a couple weeks ago. So, Mirna, uh, jump right in. What is your artwork? Um, I do – I the main artwork that I really actually do um, is um, drums. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's what I do. I play the drums, and um, I try to play for different bands and record and make videos and, you know, anything related to drums that Anyth- I can do. So, so, so are you a kit drummer, or is it anything, or – so I I started as a hand drummer. Um, I am from the Middle East. So in the Middle East, you really, most people are musicians. Um, a lot of families, some families are more musical than others, depending on their beliefs and culture and what um, side of the country are they from. Okay. Uh, but um, if you are in a family that likes music, you're just going to play some instruments. I started with organ and then drums and then kind of explore different instruments. But um, it was mainly hand drums in the beginning because that's the main uh, most most common type of drums in the Middle East. And then um, learned more about Western music and the drum set later. Oh, on. OK. So about um, about how did you make that transition from the hand drumming to the the Western rock and roll kit drumming? Uh, I think the transition was mostly influenced by moving geographically from the Middle East to America and being exposed to more of the Western music. I did listen to a lot of Western music and performed Western music as a vocalist um, in the Middle East, but that was just, um, you know, for vocals, for classical kind of music and um, not really rock and metal. And then when I came here, I kind of got exposed to different genres and chose what I like more. Um, So now I'm more focused on like, Rock, hard rock and metal, I would say. Why hard rock and metal? Just out of sheer curiosity. <laughs> um, it's more energetic. It allows me to express my personality more um, with all the energy that I have. I am still learning certain subgenres of metal, like extreme metal and like death metal and things like that. I still have so much to learn. Uh, and I am learning from, you know, people that are way better than me in the field. Um, so there's a lot to be learned. So I'm not claiming that I'm the best or anything. <laughs> um, I just enjoy these genres because um, there's a lot of energy. And also because of my upbringing, I saw that there was a lot of gender differences and people having certain stigma towards women um, playing certain things or doing certain things and that certain things are more masculine than feminine. Um, and all, you know, the things that come with uh, what gender do people associate with a person and what roles do they associate with the gender. Um, so I kind of, I think internally wanted to prove to the world that women can, you know, play loud and hard and energetically and have endurance and stamina so heavy metal drums is a also a bit of resistance as if you will yeah yeah (laughs) um that's interesting because i've i've got a couple friends who uh they play in a rockabilly band it's this Mm -hmm. old southern you know you you know rockabilly Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh they all have uh female stand-up bass players that's awesome. And it's just, yeah, and they kill it. It's amazing. So yeah. anyway, um, 
That's very cool. Uh, how long have you been? In the United States? Yeah, in the States and working with, you know, these, these um, more Western kind the, of music styles. In the United States since 2015, um, working like being more serious about music, really, um, maybe since 2019 or 2020, something like that. I was like kind of getting more opportunities, started to play with bands and um yeah i think things started more in 2019 for me to like actually play with bands um okay Did and the do pandemic... things more professionally and then the pandemic too i i still kind of was uh, you know i was practicing with bands and recording sometimes and things like that. oh fantastic so it didn't slow you down too bad no wow you, you're one of the few <laughs> yes actually i know that a lot of people were depressed and whatever but i think um it's always about how to choose you can't change the circumstances you can change what you do in them um, if the environment changes or like pandemic happens, then you kind of start changing what you do with what you have. Um, so what happened is like, yeah, of course, less shows to play, but maybe more recording, maybe more focusing on certain techniques, learning, taking lessons from people that, you know, there's a lot of artists that are very well known that we're not touring. So I went and messaged most of my favorite artists and took lessons from them, either virtually or in person. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's all about what you make out of it. Uh, that's that. First of all, kudos. That's a brilliant attitude, Thank and you. Uh, I think we should all take a little bit of that. Um, okay. For example, who were some of these artists you contacted? Just I mean, because first of all, the tenacity of it. Just to hey. I like your work. Teach me how you do it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And sometimes it takes a couple of attempts, like a message and a comment and a like and multiple ways of doing it until they pay attention. Uh, but it's part of the, you know, it's, I, um, you know, it's part of being a business person too, not just a musician. That's how you kind of, um, pursue certain things in music sure. is, you know, it's in the music business. So, um, some of them were, I contacted Matt Byrne from Hate Breed, um, and then contacted Marco Miniman from The Aristocrats, um, and Derek Roddy. Um, yeah, and I don't remember who else that didn't respond, but at least these three responded, and they were all on my favorite drummers list. Like Marco Miniman and Derek Roddy were two of the people that auditioned for Dream Theater for the drummer um, replacement um, at some point. Um, so. You know, that's kind of how I learned about them. And then I kind of followed their bands and their playing and then learned from them, um, taking a few lessons and then all the advice that they gave me about the industry. And then Matt Byrne from Hatebreed um, also is another influence. Interesting. So uh, I'm assuming then that um, learning about the industry is an equal part of all this then as well. Totally. Definitely. People think that if you are talented enough, then you should be somehow found or discovered by someone, by a talent buyer or someone else. I think it's very egotistical, uh, to be honest with you, because um, I, I really don't think I'm phenomenally talented or anything. I maybe, you know, I, I just try my best and I do whatever I can with what I have again. But the the whole thing is like how to find people and how to make people know about you. And, you know, and sometimes it's not about skill or technique. Sometimes people like your energy or like the kind of character that you are as a performer. There's a lot of components to it. It's just about showing the world what, what is it that you have. And maybe someone is going to like it or multiple people are going to like it. Um, but yeah, I think I think knowing the business, understanding marketing and understand, understanding how to also sell yourself um, in a good way is part of it. Yeah, I totally agree. I come from the world of theater and live theater. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, getting your name out there and showing everybody and, 
is 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 a bigger part of the job than actually performing. True, I would say Very it's true. like ninety percent of the job. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I wholeheartedly agree, and I think it's cool that um, that these people are so willing to just so freely to uh, you know advise you and help you out. Totally. It's such a privilege because, you know, like they had like I learned certain things, for example, like, you know, they have certain things that they're very strong at. Like, let's say Marco Miniman is known for his like odd time signatures playing. He's not always playing four four. He would just sit on the drum set and play all of the different kind of time signatures and transition between them um, flawlessly. And so I kind of wanted to um, learn more about that and how to play it on the drum set. And so things like that are like things that stay with me forever. And it's like, they really didn't have to give me that information. They don't need me. I need them. But yeah, it's such a privilege, you know. Um, but it's it, also it, it people when like, they see um, someone that's really dedicated or wants something, then they are have more tendency to help. Right. It sounds like a very uh, giving, sharing community. I, yes. I know very little about the music industry. I'll, I'll say I know nothing about the music industry. <laughs> um so it sounds like a, a marvelously generous community. Exactly. Totally agree with that. Uh, most people are very helpful. Um, and most successful people, I think, they have the tendency to want to help other people achieve things. And that's just not in the music industry only, but everywhere in life. Um, if someone, you know, if someone is satisfied about their life, they are more willing to give and to make other people happy. And if someone is sad internally and they don't like themselves and they don't like everyone else and they don't want to help anyone else. So, <laughs> so very happy industry at the very least. Yep. Extremely. <laughs> I um, like it. Do you have any, um, uh, muses or heroes or what, what's the other word for inspirations in terms of other people who inspire you or, to play the drums to yeah or, or anything i guess but i think it's in terms of your just music in general maybe mm, uh, music in general uh, i think and this is a big open question you can answer this any way you want yeah i it's mostly again it's like knowing pe- the people that i know are the ones that inspire and inspire me more so like i i'm not the kind of person that's like oh i like this artist that i've never met and i'm gonna go attend every concert of his because you know he's the drummer of this and that big band. Um, I'm mostly inspired by people that have helped me in my life. Um, and a lot of them are known like, yeah, the same teachers that have taught me, um, Marco Derek, Matt Byrne, um, and my teacher also Eugene Ryabchenko from, um, Europe. He's an extreme metal drummer and I take lessons from him consistently. And my dream is to actually be like him someday, hopefully. (laughs) So, um, yeah, these people are people that inspire me more than like, like, of course, like I like Lars Ulrich because Lars also proved to the world that, you know, there's a business side of things and he's really good at, you know, where he developed Metallica and where it became. And I think Mm -hmm. without Lars, Metallica wouldn't be where it is. Does he have all the technical skills of, you know, playing the drums? Maybe not, but he does his job well. And that inspires me. But I can't say, like, he's the most inspiring person to me because I've really not met him in person. Um, So, yeah, I think I'm inspired by people that I've met. Closer to you. Yeah, or closer to me, at least. No, 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 that makes perfect sense. Yeah. No, that makes makes absolute perfect sense. Um, you you started this what i want to be someday where where do you want to go with this um where do you, i think where, where are you headed do you think 
Yeah, um, I don't know. I'm open for any for all the opportunities. Like you know, there's a lot of ways of um, being successful nowadays. Before it used to be you have to be in a band, or you have to be a music teacher if you're a drummer, or you know, if you're in a band, then you're recording in studios. And then there was like the development of like session drumming and people not having to be in one band, but they can session drum for this and that band occasionally and or being just a studio drummer and now there's a different type of making money and success or publicity in drumming which is or music generally which is being an influencer or being a content creator and i know so many people think very low of these people but really so many of them are very skilled and a lot of influencers and content creators are actually in bands and playing session and doing other stuff and some of them are not so really there's like different branches now being a session drummer or a band drummer or an influencer or being all of them at this point i am all of them um i try to do a little bit of each um so whichever one i find more success in if i had like you know let's say if i had to decide like hey this one side of drumming is taking more of my time and it's satisfying then i will go for it and in terms of like genres and what are the things that make me like um <laughs> make me feel like I want to grow more in is just being able to play faster and more precise and with better technique as time goes, uh, especially for extreme metal drumming. Um, I think that's kind of my personal goal, um, regardless of money or publicity. <laughs> do you want to, do you want to be in a band or do you want to, do you want that kind of successful Metallica kind of band or? Of course, I would love to be in a band like Metallica. <laughs> Who doesn't? Uh, I am in bands now, but they're not Metallica. They're smaller bands. Um, and also part of it is because I kind of decided to do session drumming because it's more flexible than being just in one band. I have my own band that's progressive rock. Um, it's me and two other people with me. Um, Michael and Monica, um, they play bass and guitar and I play drums and we just do it for fun. We play specific um progressive rock songs that we like and we write our own when we can but in terms of working bands um i am now with wendy Wu. she is um she's been in colorado for a very long time um people love her here so um and i love her too and i love working with her and so i that's kind of um, most of my work and then i'm kind of like open for other like session recording or playing live shows but yeah if there's a big band like whatever it is that someday says like, yeah, let's get some people to audition or whatever. I would be down to do that. So yeah, I'm kind of open to any kind of drumming depending on the opportunity. Right. Cause, cause your social media somewhere says, uh, that you are a session drummer. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, and that's just whoever needs you, you go play with and record with. Is yeah, that what that yeah. means pretty much? Yeah, exa exactly. That's what it means. Or people call it hired gun or hi drummer for hire. Um, it allows you to be flexible. It also allows you to like learn different genres. It allows you, it makes you, it forces you to learn quickly. Um, so yeah, that's kind of why I like it. That's an interesting statement. It forces you to learn quickly. Now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now are you forced, like forcing you to learn technique or genre or just what? Cause that, uh, that, because I agree with this statement because I've been in the situations where, okay, I have no idea what I'm doing. I better just yep. pay attention. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I feel like a technique comes in two ways. I think there's like two theories of how people have taught me 
how people learn techniques. So my teacher, Eugene, he always teaches me like, do this move and do that motion and repeat it and repeat it. And then with time, you're going to gain technique. My other teacher, Derek Roddy, on the other side, he says, uh, flexibility and being comfortable playing and just being relaxed, that comes with playing live more. Um, you kind of learn that your body has to relax and learn certain things. So technique comes just with playing um, live and not with sitting in front of the practice pad and doing things. Um, so there's two theories about it for the technique part. And then how do I, why do I think it makes me learn more? It makes me learn new songs quickly um, and in different genres. And it makes it, it increases your neuroplasticity. I'm actually a scientist. Um, so your really? brain... Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the other side. It's like, I got to think of the other side of like how people learn. Um, so yeah, it just makes you more neuroplastic, which means the more different things you learn in life, your brain develops in a way that it becomes easier and easier to learn new things as time goes right. on. Yeah. Cause the term plastic doesn't mean hard and rigid. It means yeah. can be flexible. Yeah. Flexible. Be, yeah. Absolutely. That's mm -hmm. it. Okay. Just as a side note, what kind yeah. of scientist are you? Just um, I did um, molecular sciences. I worked with nuclear sciences and I worked with some engineering stuff too and chemistry. Holy cow. But you chose music over all that. I think, yeah, I still do science also. Um, and so it's like a combination of both. Um, so yeah, I, I love both really. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's okay. You're a genius, first of all. Thank you. Um, I'm nothing. I'm nothing. Oh, and please, <laughs> you're 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 head and shoulders above me in this in this world, and at least in your your area of it. Trust me, uh, I can't carry a tune. Um, you were talking about, uh, like you said, be, uh, becoming more plastic and neuroplasticity, um, mm. and that touches on my world in the area mm. of like improvisation. Mm -hmm. uh, is is that part of what? you're learning is that part of i mean as a drummer how improvisational is a live session versus a studio set i mean i'm curious because i did study drums when i was in like junior high you know yeah. i was like sixth grade for a couple a uh, couple of years yeah so that kind of thing interests me so what in terms of improvisation how i mean i'll shut up let you talk okay <laughs> <laughs> Um, so in terms of improvisation, um, you have to improvise sometimes. A lot of artists like when someone just has the feel, like you listen to the music and you know where it's going and then you feel it and start playing. And improvisation also includes different elements like dynamics. That Dynamics you can be learned. I know people say you can't learn or teach someone how to have dynamics when he plays like, oh, play loud and play soft. You can, if you're a good teacher, you can teach people and if the student is also receptive and willing. Um, but really, um, if you have, some people just have it naturally. And by naturally, that means, you know, it, it may be something on the molecular level of you or epigenome. Basically, you grew up, uh, you come from a family that has the sense of music um, and rhythm and, or, that plus some environmental factors um, of you growing up in a place where there's a lot of music, there's music training. So it's a combination of these things that make you more capable to improvise. Um, it, it's a combination of who you, what you were born with and then what you were surrounded with. And then the third thing is what you taught yourself. So there's three elements to it. Um, 
of course, if you came with the first two, which is the genes, the good genes is in a very generic term. Um, and then if you came with a, from a good background musically, um, then you're privileged kind of, which I had some of these privileges. And then I added to it me learning things on my own. So yeah, there's a lot of improv improvisation. Um, some people don't like improvisation. I do. I do enjoy it. I just feel the music and I like when people are okay with me doing my own thing. I was going to ask you if you enjoyed it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it, I like it more than when people tell me to play note by note. And if they do, I will still try to do that. Uh, but it will take more time, which means it will cost people more money and <laughs> less <laughs> and less joy for me. And then they'll have to give me like, you know, notations. And do they really or are they able to? That's another question. <laughs> um, can you improv it? Uh, and again, I'm just kind of interested in your process because I'm curious um it's so like you're sitting down with a new session and they have told you nothing do you just how do you how do you jump totally in? i've done it so many times it's it's it, what happens is basically i don't play the traditional ways of how people play things um i play like how i feel it and sometimes people are like oh but this and that singer played that song this and that way i'm like yeah i didn't grow up here i didn't hear it that way if i hear if if it's like a cover song then i will make an effort to like go listen to it and play it kind of close to what the original person have played it but if it's like singer songwriter wants someone to play the drums with them i just jump in and listen carefully kind of like play really quietly in the beginning so that it doesn't you know drums are the loudest instrument so <laughs> right. don't go crazy with it Easily and so i yeah exactly so i go like very light and soft and then kind of like try to listen and then when i have when my brain kind of develops the pattern of you know it's kind of like rhythmic cycles is how i count things so americans uh, not American, western people um count the rhythm like one two three four or one two three four five whatever the time signature is in the middle east it's rhythmic cycles so i kind of learned when you hear something where it starts and where it repeats um and then when my brain feels like okay i know now the pattern then like i try to repeat it and um and play to it oh that makes sense mm -hmm. or it's not it's not so uh, mathematical yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 that makes sense um when I was taking drum lessons a million years ago, mm. uh, my instructor was so adamant about mm. the proper way I held the drumsticks versus didn't care how it fit with the rest of the band. But he, mm -hmm. he, watched, he, he gave me more comments about how I held the drumsticks than about how I counted or anything else, um, which led me to not pursue too much more drumming, unfortunately. Drumming. Um, are you a traditional? I mean, do you are you okay with the idea of not of doing it your way? I'm totally okay. Yeah, I'm totally okay with it. Um, in terms of technique, is that what you mean, or uh, anything really? I mean, yeah, is that uh, is that important to you? Let me let me ask you that way. No, I'm, I'm extremely nonconformist. Like people that know me know how I lived my life and what decisions have I made. Every decision was not based on what the culture is going to tell me or what traditions or what gender roles are assigned to me or what, whatever, you know, I've always went um, the nonconformist way. I've taken some sociology um, 
courses. Um, like I took one with Duke University, and I was like seeing how people like there's something that when you know when people say monkey see monkey do, there's actual experiment behind it where like monkeys you know you do something and then all the other monkeys start repeating it without really thinking of why are they doing this and then they did with humans and a lot of times we just see people do things and we repeat it. Um, most of my teachers have told me their ways of doing things and again like for example like i have marco miniman and derek roddy are teachers that tell you you have to be able to do things with your both limbs both sides have to be symmetrical you have to be able to play right and left sure. hand and feet the same with the same strength so keep developing that versus other teachers um like eugene he would say no you have to develop the right hand and the right foot very strongly and then after that, you can work on other things like, um, you know, on the other limbs. So there's a dominant set of limbs and then the other non-dominant or the slave is what they call it that will learn from the dominant one. Um, so it's two different ways of thinking. But all my teachers would say, like, I'm just giving you my information and then you kind of choose what works best for you. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of that's why I also think. I've never thought of like just having to do things in a specific way because I didn't always have just one teacher. It's always been like multiple of them. Right. Because it sounds like that that last, you know, the the dominant versus the slave side sounds really counterproductive. Uh, especially when it comes to, to being what? a drummer or musician. Mm, so what happens basically they're not telling you, um, they're not telling you that you shouldn't practice your non-dominant ones. They're basically saying that the dominant one we're assuming that it's going to learn things faster. And when the dominant one a set of limbs or hands and whatever, um, learn things faster, then the non-dominant ones are going to follow that pattern. So basically it's kind of just expediting the process of learning. Um, okay. I think that's kind of the theory behind it. Um, so <laughs> there's, there's that, but you know, when I play, I've, some people have said things like, your right foot is stronger than your left, but then your left hand is stronger than your right. And I'm not left-handed person. I am, you know, I do most of the things with my right hand other than drumming. My left hand is probably better um, at that. Oh, that's so, interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. So, yeah, so there's no that. <laughs> um, so other than, say, uh, the heavy metal and the metal side... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What other genres do you like? Uh, progressive rock, anything that has to do with like playing, playing on time signatures, things that uh, people are not used to playing. Like Middle Eastern music on the drum set is something I try to incorporate sometimes. Or people are interested in learning some Middle Eastern rhythms, then I try to incorporate um, that on the drum set. Um, it's basically whatever I heard and played on the hand drums and kind of tried to replicate it on drum set. Um, so yeah, anything that has to do with odd time signatures, um, things that the like, you know people that wouldn't dance to. I do play groovy stuff for bands, um, but when I'm not playing with bands or making videos, I like to make people think and either count or feel the things that they've never seen or heard um, before. So yeah, non non dancing stuff. I would say <laughs> things that don't make you dance. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that comes from your your Middle Eastern roots, or or did you just say that it does? Some yeah, some of it does. You know, in the Middle Eastern uh, side of the world or Eastern music generally, there's a lot of time signatures, and then in the Western side, it's mostly 
things are written in a specific way that the i-time signatures when people play them it's like wow this is different this is unique i'm not even used to hearing it so then i can't replicate it if your ear is used to something then it's easier for your body to replicate it on the drums oh, sure sure um, sure so yeah i think that's kind of influenced by my upbringing and then other influences are my teachers that play it um do you prefer your roots over western music or mm -hmm. do you pr or do you just enjoy the blend I enjoy the blend. I feel like now I'm more leaning towards Western music most of the time, 90% of the time. I really enjoy Western music. Um, I like it more just on the drums specifically because of just the energy of it. Um, you know, I, I think, yeah, I, I think I enjoy Western music on the drums more. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, I want to get back to the idea of uh, gender roles in mm -hmm. music. Do you see a lot of that? Do you see people pigeonholing? men and women into specific anything when it comes to uh, music? Um, I think my standards are very low because I come from a side of the world where, you know, you can't really fight people about gender roles or you maybe even like threaten your life or someone's life if you try to do something that's not within the box that they've put you in um, or you're challenging the authority or the religion or the culture or whatever it is there. Um, so... My standards are low, so I'm really happy where I am. <laughs> I, I think that's, I think America yeah, that's has, interesting. yeah, is, is we're in a good place in the world. Um, yes, there's a lot to work on and develop and make it better in terms of gender roles. There still are some assigned gender roles, but it's way better than anywhere else um, that I know of, at least. Were you, were you old enough to uh, understand those gender roles when you were? Um, uh, back home, of course, of home? course. I came. I only came here um, in my twenties. Um, so before oh, that, really? I was yeah, I was in the Middle East. Um, so yeah, I was aware of everything, and it made me have this like fire that is like I want to fight for specifically. Um, you know, I I fight for you know male and female and all genders. You know, I just I don't really care for what gender is it that I'm fighting for. I just you know my fight was for equality. Um, and I've done a lot of uh, female advocacy and education, you know, try to, you know, promote some kind of education exchange programs um, back in the Middle East and encourage women to travel and study and all these things, which was not the easiest thing to do there with all the objection that was coming against me. Um, so, yeah, I was aware of all these things and I was fighting for equality. And uh, good for you, first of all. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, that I'm glad to know you for that. I mean, I'm glad Thanks. to know you for all of it, but that uh, that that does my heart really does my heart good. Thanks. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've got two daughters. Um, one is in the LGBTQ community, mm -hmm. and you know, so the fight is alive and well in our house mm -hmm. as well. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's it's lovely to hear that. Um, have you personally come up like uh, in the states? Come up against these gender role resistances, I guess. Yeah. The word. Yeah. It was, um, you know, when people don't know me or when I was like making videos first of like me playing on a electric drum set, some people would comment about like, okay, you can play the electric drum set, but could you play on the acoustic was because the acoustic is like, you know, needs more stamina and more energy and endurance. Are you going to be able to do that? So I've heard comments like that or, 
I would pick up my my bass drum and walk um, into a venue, like, you know, trying to adjust it or put it somewhere. And I would see people looking at me. And then one woman, once a woman actually walked up to me and said, hey, I have a question. I said, yeah. And she said, are you sure you can play that? It's bigger than you. Your bass drum is bigger than you. Really? I'm five foot two. Yeah, I am five foot two. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, drums are big, but I also can carry them and I can move them and I do all my things by myself i really try to not ask for help unless if i know you know if people are my friends then yeah they can help but um i can yeah i can carry things and i can play things <laughs> yeah i've I've, I've seen your i've seen your instagram you you can you can play the play the bejeebits out of them yeah <laughs> thanks yeah 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 um and like i said earlier i before we started it's fun to or uh but my rockabilly friends yeah and the the female stand up bass players you know they're i'm 57 they uh-huh. might be as tall as I am, but you know, you know, they could paddle that thing around a lake. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> stand up base, and and they're killing it, and they're just absolutely doing fantastic. So, um, I think that's, I don't know, shocking to me that it still exists. It does. And I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if you agree about that, but I think it's, and especially as a dad of two daughters mm. who are now grown, who are now fighting their fights with this, you know, with this gender equality. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I, I find it, I find it difficult to, uh, to, to come to grips with the fact that, you know, somebody like yourself who is talented and who is working to be more talented, who, and you know, you sure you can panel anyway. I'm dabbling. It's, yeah, it is. It is. It is frustrating. So I can. I feel you. <laughs> it is uh, frustrating, but it's also you know dissipating gradually, and the new generation doesn't really care what gender is the person, or you know they're very the new generation. I'm really proud of everyone in my generation and younger because they are you know people say really bad things about Gen Z and millennials and that they're irresponsible they want everything their way and they fight and they argue everything and they don't want to work as much or they want to work for themselves or oh they all want to be influencers um but they're independent um autonomous generation and I think that's something that needs to be said and mentioned more um and you know they have no you know, gender roles or anything assigned to anyone. I agree. I think it's not so much that, you know, they're not lazy. It's just that I think they see the system as it is and they're, yeah. they're rejecting the system because it doesn't mm-hmm. work for them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? And I think that, I think we're saying the same thing, but, um, but yeah, I think you're right. And the more we can, the more I can promote people like you who are making the difference and fighting it. I think that's fantastic. So, Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Um, I got a few more questions for you. Yeah. Um, this is kind of my James Lipton end of the interview kind of weirdo <laughs> list. Um, what about your art form turns you on? Uh, I think the people that message me sometimes and say, I've been watching you or I really enjoy seeing your videos or like when I play live. I loved watching you. I enjoyed it. Thanks for making us dance or or count or whatever it is. Um, I think the support <laughs> of the people or like my teachers, like my superheroes would message me sometimes. They're like, Mirna, you inspired me. I'm like, oh my God, like might as well, you know, just be done. That's all I wanted in my life. You know, things like support, the support of the people, um, feeling that actually someone is watching you. And I know it may sound egotistical, but hey, 
we all have ego because we're performers just the fact that you sitting there doing something thinking someone is gonna watch you uh, requires us some you know a certain level of ego um so you kind of have to be okay with the fact that we're uh, all performers have some kind of ego we're um, human beings we, we exactly can't help it. Yeah, so it's like if you're a performer, you know someone is watching you or you assume that someone is going to be watching you in order for you to be able to, to continue doing this. If you think no one should watch you and you're the biggest nothing in the world, if you truly believe that, then you really shouldn't be a performer. And so, yeah, my, <laughs> what motivates me is people's support, whether they're my teachers, my mentors or, you know, audience. Um, That's interesting because um – Yes, I come from the theater. I've also been a performer. And as a, the more of these art nerds that I do, this mm. conversation comes up more and more and more. And the fact nice. that there's this moment when you're performing and there's a connection, mm -hmm. whether it be while you're performing or right after you're performing or, mm -hmm. you know, but, but it's that connection that you make. Am, yep. am I hearing that from you? Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. It is totally um, just knowing that you touched someone's life. Like sometimes people would say, I just picked up my instrument because of you or you were inspiring me to do this or like, how do you have the time to do this? Then I have the conversation of, you know, if they really want to, I'm like, do you really want to know how I have the time to do this? And then th we talk about like other other things like time management or um, when to do what or how do I technically actually make my videos or how do I play shows and or the business side of things. So yeah, it does make you have connections with people, um, which is what matters the most in life, at least to me. Fantastic. And Thank I think you. I, no, no, no. And it, it gets, uh, you know, that, that, that hits my heart again. So, <laughs> um, excuse me. Um, what about your art? Anything about your art turn you off? Mm. Uh, that, you know, the music industry, people say things like, you can't make money in the music industry, things like that, you know, or people thinking that music is not a real job um, or you or or people telling people, oh, so you started playing the drums professionally. So tell me how much are you making now? Oh, no, you could make more working at Walmart or you could make more working at this and that, whatever. Um, and then I tell them, you know what business have started and instantly made money? No business. I know a scientist that had a business. That's my close friend. And I've been following their business for 10 years. They were doing, you know, so much work and making nothing, almost nothing. But they kept following their dream because it was an innovative scientific idea. After 10 years, now they're signing with really big, big companies in the world. Um, and that kind of inspires me because like, Hey, look, even science business doesn't make money from the first year. It makes after 10 years. Why would you tell your son to not go pursue something like drums? Um, because, or vocals or whatever instrument it is because, oh, you're not making money from the first year. So you shouldn't be doing this. Of course you need to pay the bills. So of course, maybe go make something, do a part-time job or a morning job and then do that at night on weekends or some, somehow manage two things until you have more money from music. That's totally fine. The other thing that's frustrating is how people define professional musicians, which is like, oh, if you have a marketing job that you're doing on the road while you're touring or you have a whatever translation job or you have this and that job, then you're not a professional musician. And so then it comes down to like, what's the definition of professional? It's someone that is doing this as a profession and not as a hobby. Um, someone that does it, whether sometimes when we don't like to do it and we're tired, but we still get up and do it because it's our job. It's our business. We still do it. So that's the definition of professional and you're making money from it. It doesn't matter how much money you're making to me. You're professional if you are making money or pursuing the path of making it your business. 
um, regardless of what other sources of income do you have, you know? Um, so these, these are the most frustrating um, topics to me, I think. <laughs> You're getting very fiery about this. Yep, yep, <laughs> totally. <laughs> and I think that goes back to the previous comments about your generation not being satisfied with the exactly. status quo. Yeah. You know, mon- you know, piles of money isn't important to you. Yeah. Being happy is. Yep. Being that's productive, true. being in, you know, finding your community. That seems to that's what I'm getting out of this interview, this little conversation of ours. That's it, true. Does that sound yeah, it's true. And and then I've I've kind of realized at some point, like, you know, with multiple like different opportunities of work, that money wasn't the most important thing. Like, you know, you could make money in certain genres, even in music, but I decided that I pursue the genre that I like rather than follow the money. And then you can make money in some other different ways um, so that you don't sacrifice the art. Um, But yeah, it's true. Millennials and and all the new generations now after that are fighting to make changes. So I will agree. I will tell you a a small story. Um, I find I'm, I'm in my mid Mm fifties and um, I consider myself one of your generation only because of these things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, about 10 years ago, my daughter and I started, believe it or not, a puppet company. We took, nice. We took kids' puppet bo- uh, kids' picture books, turned them into uh-huh. puppet shows, and started touring with them around the state. That's and awesome. within seven, eight years, like you said, it takes time. Yes. But half of my income was coming in from that. Wow. Wow. And we See? Ha- and we were having the time of our lives. Yeah, it was just joyous. It went, you know, we'd go meet kids and parents and librarians and, you know, so all of that. I know exactly what you're saying. Yep. Yeah. It it doesn't make you less of a whatever your other job would be during the day or whatever the job at night. You're doing both jobs and you're doing them equal. You're trying to make money and you're doing your best in them. Then you are professional. Yeah. Um, until you leave that profession fully and decide to leave it, then I'll say, oh, you're not a professional in that field anymore. Right, 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 right. But th- I think that was fun, though, for me. Yeah. And I'm going to I'm gonna give this advice to anybody who's listening. Yeah. Um, uh, when people ask me what you did for a living, I would say, I'm a puppeteer. <laughs> and then I would wait because I would always know exactly where they stood by mm-hmm. their reaction to, mm-hmm. that, to that answer. I said, I'm a puppeteer. And I've had some in-laws – literally stop, take a breath and stare at me and have no idea how to respond because it's just not on their radar in terms of profession. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yours is you even know, more rare. Like, <laughs> right. Mine was just weirder. I think mine was one of the weirdest, but then, you know, people, I'm a puppeteer and why go, not? that's the greatest thing I've ever heard. You know, and they <laughs> ask questions and they get into it. So when somebody asks you, what do you do? I say, I'm a drummer. Yep. And wait for that response. Yep. Give it that five seconds. And then if they don't respond, dive into what it is, you know? Yep. <laughs> but, exactly. But it's, it's, but it's fun. I think it's just, it's that moment of, aha, mm-hmm. I can see what you're thinking. <laughs> yep. Exactly. I feel you. It's the same reaction that I have mostly. Yeah. It, it's uh, So, yeah, give it a shot. I, you know, just <laughs> wear it with pride and slap it in their face and see what they do. <laughs> Um, another question. Mm-hmm. Is there any other art form that you would l- like to participate in that you haven't? Um, 
I've tried a lot of different arts. I've tried, so I did, I've done vocals. Um, I used to be very comfortable with vocals. I started performing at age maybe like seven or something like that in front wow. of you know hundreds of people um, in different wow. languages. Yeah, but it wasn't, you know, in the Middle East, it's not like it is here. Sometimes it's not safe to even perform publicly. It depends on where and when you, in, you're doing things. Um, so I think I've tried like a different instruments, Poetry, writing poetry, um, painting, things like that. I've tried different arts, but I really, I don't think I've enjoyed anything so much as I enjoy playing the drums. Is there anything that you kind of is sparkly that you might think you might want to try? Mm, not at this point, no. <laughs> I, I have to be honest with you, no, not really. I'm so hyper-focused. <laughs> <laughs> so is there any artwork that you know you would never want to try? Uh, Just flat out. Hmm. There are certain kinds of dancing that I don't enjoy. There, like I don't know, tap dancing and swing dancing and things like that. I'm like, no thanks. But there's other kinds of dancing that I enjoy more, um, like Latin dancing and Brazilian oh, sure. and all these things are more expressive. Um, but yeah, I think there are just certain types of dancing that I don't like. And then arts, poetry. I was at some point in my life thinking, okay, I, I write all these things. Would I ever like go and read one of them in public? And then the answer was no. Um, I really didn't think that was so, <laughs> something that I would ever want to stand there and read my emotions to the world. I, I do write some like songs, maybe like with my friends, write the words and melodies and everything together. But if it's not in a song format, then I kind of don't like it to go out in the world. <laughs> <laughs> there are some things that stay in the journal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, absolute last question. Mm-hmm. Where can we see and or hear your art, you and your um, artwork? So if you go to like the major um, social media platforms, so sh- like Facebook, um, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, um, and just type drumbitious, like a ambitious person that plays the drums. So drum and then B-I-T-I-O-U-S underscore and then my name, Mirna, M-I-R-N-A, um, then you will find me in every major platform. You said Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. What and did YouTube. I miss? YouTube. And YouTube. May I put those links in the in the descriptors? Yeah, totally. Oh, okay. Thank you. Awesome. No, thank you. Uh, you are an amazing, delightful person. I thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you uh, so much for your time too. Oh no no no! Like I said, absolutely my pleasure. Thanks for hanging around and geeking out with us. If you enjoyed the show, hit the like and subscribe buttons. And more importantly, join the conversation and leave us a message or comment. We'd love to hear about your nerdy art. Thanks again, and join us next week for more Art Nerds.